Hey, welcome back to Bobblehead Podcast. Today, Davin and I have a really good discussion about reflection. And it's not just reflecting on the situation at hand, but really reflecting on the past of how do we handle things in the past, what's behind how we handled it, what our reactions were, and also when you're helping other people, maybe how to reflect on where you were at the time when you were in that situation before you just jot out or spout out an answer. So I think you're going to enjoy today. So uh, sit back and listen. Glad to have you here. Sisterly love, man. It's good. You know, it's one of those things I think siblings kind of go through that moment of like, I hate you. And then all of a yeah. sudden, like, it's like overnight, your yeah. best friends. It happened with me and me and my older brother, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're now we're best friends in the entire world, but we yeah. literally fist fought like crazy in high school. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's like, you, you realize that all those years were spent fighting, I think, just for the sake of fighting. I started to use the word, the term circle of life, but that really doesn't fit here. Yeah, no, like I, I really think of like Mufasa when I think yeah. of like symbol of life and like yeah. circle of life, and that does, generally didn't end well. So you didn't push your brother off a cliff, so it's done really I tried. Fit. I tried. Oh, he just, only so much. He's so an nimble sucker. I remember my, my neighbors across the street, um, there were three of them. There was an older brother, a middle brother, and a young sister. And the middle brother was one of my best friends. And um, the older brother and the younger brother, middle brother, would get in so, they would get in fights so bad, they would get pool cues after each other, like swinging the, the fat end of a pool cue at each other Oof. and just shattering windows. And so um, the older brother broke his arm in a football game, had to have pins in it and the cast and everything. And I remember my friend Jim swung a pool cue at him and he blocked it. And when he did hit his cast and his cast was white, it just turned red. Like within 30 seconds, it was just, yeah. I'm like, I think I need to go home. Oof. Yeah. It's time, time for me to go home. Yeah. That's, that's, that's I not good. There's to... probably an additional surgery or two. Dad was radiologist too. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. Are we recording? I think we're recording. Are we okay? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good segue into today's topic. That's good. Um, Tim, how you been, man? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. It's, it's hey, been a while. Hey, last time we talked, it was, uh, there was ice on the ground. There was. Last time we did a podcast, there was ice on the ground, and I believe you were headed, were you headed to Montana? You had been back from Montana at that point. Yeah, I was heading to Mexico. You were headed to Mexico, yeah. <laughs> very different Very place, different, right? very different places. Um, yeah, and got back last Saturday yeah. from Mexico. It was a good trip, man. Um, it, it, was, it was good to spend some time on the beach Yeah. Uh, with uh, – with family, you know, I, I got an interesting story to tell you. So we, we went, we rented like this, this big, you know, house, private house on, on the beach. Right. And it was a really cool place. And it was me and my brother's family and my family. And we had some friends and stuff that came to There was a lot of us and we were, you know, sitting on a beach in Mexico and you know, there's, there's certain activities that tend to happen as you're sitting on a beach in Mexico. And a lot of times that includes, you know, our friend, Mr. Reposado tequila. Right. Oh. So I may have indulged in a couple did, of Reposado Did he come tequilas. to visit? And um, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon, maybe a little bit later than that. It is pretty windy. I mean, you know, anytime on the beach, it gets windy in the mm -hmm. afternoon and the surf gets, you know, a little bit, a little bit angrier, right? Those breakers get a little bit bigger. Sure. And uh, the boys had tried to take some of these ocean kayaks out past the breakers. Oh. And uh, they came up and Peyton, my 17 year old was like, dad, I just, you know, I don't think you can get that kayak out past the breakers. <laughs> And I'm like, okay. And Lisa looks at me. She's like, just, 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 let, don't. just don't, just let it go just or whatever. 
like, you know what, son, I'm not, I, I'm not buying in. I'm not buying into your games. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 40. I don't need to act like this as I'm grabbing the kayak by the drag handle and taking it out <laughs> into the surf. And <laughs> so I got this, I got this stupid two person kayak and you know, the waves are probably six feet, five, six oh feet. My you know, gosh. they're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're decent. Right. Yeah. And, and they're like, breaking. It's not right. like they're waves. They're exactly. breaking. Exactly. In, in my equilibrium, let's just say it's not a peak performance at the moment. <laughs> um, and like, but I, I get it in there. your mind. It I, is. I get to the edge of the break and like I jump up on the kayak and I get belly down and then I get up and then about that time, here comes a wave. Yeah. Wham. And here comes a kayak and just smashes me on the bridge of the nose and on the forehead. And like, I fall back off the kayak and like, I, it, my number one concern is for my sunglasses because I don't have my head anymore. And so like, yeah. you know, like there's, there's certain sure. priorities that you have to go for sure here. So like, I find my sunglasses and then like, I go to put them on my head and like, I see that there's like, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of red coming down on my, on my face. <laughs> And about that time, like I looked to the shore and like I, what I thought was like this, I had an adoring fan cheering me on from the shoreline. Sure. Was Lisa telling me in no uncertain terms to get my ASS back to the shoreline. <laughs> and so, you know, it, at this point I'm like, you know, I could have kept going. Let's just say I could have kept going, but, but I decided to, 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 to be a good person and, and, and go back. Well, just it's to, because you were looking after her needs before you're Yeah. And plus I wanted to go back and greet my adoring fan and, uh, <laughs> you know, got back and, and I realized in that moment that, uh, I'm not 25 anymore. Yeah. And, and there was no one adoring nor fan. No. And kayaks to the face hurt like almost yeah. universally. They, yeah. they hurt. And yeah. so, you know, if I was going to tell a story that was the, like a microcosm of the trip, it would be me getting smashed okay. in the face by and so then you sat back down and grabbed kayak. another another glass of uh, another another glass of Reposado tequila because like at that point like it was antiseptic for yeah. for the cut on my forehead yeah. and the cut on the bridge of my nose yeah but uh it, it really was a cool place um out of the way uh, we had a really good time good well we're glad to have you back it was uh you know we were very fortunate that not, nothing big happened while you were gone so uh that was good for me and no big fires and so it was good. It worked out well. Worked out nicely. Yeah, you know, it's it's fun as an organization to get to a place where, you know, you can cycle out your executive team and, and yeah. we can begin to enjoy our time away and, and actually genuinely enjoy being away rather than worried about about right. what's going on um, back home, so to speak. But uh, it was a it was some much needed good. Respite. I'm glad you got to take a week off. And you know, it's it's usually about uh, four to five days in to a trip. You're like, you know. This has been really good, but I could go home and be happy right now. I yep. know you've got a couple more days. And so I think it's those two more days that you're glad you do it because otherwise you'd be craving your next trip right away. Right. Whereas those two days go, you know, I'm good for another six months, eight months yeah. until, you know, the pain of the bridge of the nose goes away and, and the, the dreams of the kayak coming back into your face, they alleviate and go away. And then you think, okay, great. When, when's the next trip? Right. And, you know, we, we drove across the border down in like South of Arizona and it's good to, to drive through that too, because it reminds me, reminds you that you have no intention to drive back through that again, any, right. any, any time soon. <laughs> so you're talking about a good lesson for the kids, you know, to yeah. see, you know, the juxtaposition between what it's like to be in a 13 bedroom resort house on the ocean versus yeah. driving back across the border where, you know, they literally are just trying to sell you a chiclet for a, for a peso yeah. kind of thing. But, uh, you, you, they don't realize how blessed they are until they see who's not right. Right. No, but it was, it was good, good trip. Good to be back. Good. Well, we're glad you're back and, uh, we're glad to shoot another podcast. So it's, it's evident today that someone remembered we were shooting a podcast today and someone didn't. So someone wore, for those that are listening that aren't on you, aren't on YouTube, 
Um, Davin has a nice shirt on, and I wore like a simple T-shirt. So I, I kind of missed on that one. Oops. So to, to counter that, I put at Access, we have, we had, right? I think yeah, the Green Paper um, Monster. It's our really, old branding. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the Green Paper Monster. Um, he's, he's accenting. He's accenting my outfit. You look, you look good in green. I'm trying to dress myself down a little bit so, so I don't make you feel bad thanks, about, so, thanks, about I really, dressing homeless for the I really, podcast. I really appreciate that. So here we go. Yeah, here we go. Maybe <laughs> next time you can reflect and, uh, and, and wear something nicer. I'll do it. I'll, I'll try harder. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to have more discipline, as you would say. Yeah, man. And so today's topic, I think we're going we're gonna to talk about reflection a little bit. Um, awesome. And one of my favorite stories to kind of tie to this is uh, a number of years ago, probably two and a half years ago, I was sitting up in Montana on the porch with my older brother, Ryan. And listeners, viewers have heard me talk about Ryan a lot. You know, he's my best friend in the world. He's my confidant. He's the one that's able to really kind of talk me down from the ledge and also help me question, you know, some of the some of the truths that I that I hold self self evident. I was going through some some personal stuff and uh, asking his advice a little bit. And Ryan does a good job of of posing things in questions that allow me to to reflect, right? Instead of giving answers, which I'm, man, I can give all the answers in the world. I'm yeah. tremendous at answers. I've got that's all the answers. That's why we do a podcast. I've got all the answers to everything ever, <laughs> you know, and, and I was, you know, kind of going through some relation relationship issues and stuff. And he asked me one of the most important prolific questions that, that, that I continue to use in every other element of my life. And it was, what would 80 year old Davin tell 40 year old Davin about this situation, about pretty much any situation mm-hmm. And it was such a profound type of question for me to use that power of reflection as I continue to grow and, and get older and, you know, leave everything on the table, so to speak. And I think it's really falls in line with this track of personal growth that we're talking about and the power of reflection, the power of looking back and assessing positively, negatively or whatever the last you know given period of time in order to help ourselves grow. And, and, you know, you've been another one of those influences for me. And so I, I think it'd be kind of fun to talk about reflection and talk about some of the things that you know at the stage of your life that are so much different than those truths that you believed 20 years ago, 10 right. years ago, five right. years ago, and uh, and go from there. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's um just in the last three years have I learned to reflect. Um, you know, I think there's a lot to life, and, and, and this is me personally, but I like to look forward. I don't always like to look back. Um, I've always been the type that once I make a decision, I move forward. I don't look back. Did I make the right decision? You know, do I have regrets? I, I can't change what I've, what's already happened. Right. I've always been that guy. Um, and that's sometimes a point of contention, even at the house because I'm that way. Right. Um, my oldest daughter, Reagan is exactly the same way. She, uh, she was, she's a lot like her father in that she would break up with a guy and, you know, she would be texting or taking texts from other guys, like within 15 minutes, like she's done over it, moving on, you know, got guys she's broke up with, you know, what's his name again? And <laughs> I was the same way. Cause I just, I don't look back. I just move forward. And so there's a lot of good to that, but also there's a lot of really good to reflecting back, reflection back over your life saying, okay, what did I think? what did I think when I was 25 and what was my mindset and knowing what I know today, what would be different? Well, this is one of the reasons we do this podcast. And if you look at, you know, one of the, our whys of the podcast is what, you know, what do we want 25 year old Tim, 25 year old Davin, what would we want to know? What truths 
what perspectives, what um, processes, what thoughts do we think that we wish someone would have told us about, right? And so for me, so much of so much of what I thought there was back in the day was there's things I have to do to be successful. And, and the things that I ha- I thought that I had to do to be successful were hit milestones, right? I have to achieve this. I, I can remember, um, gosh, I bet it was 20 years ago. I bought a book and that book was, um, how to make a hundred thousand dollars. And the idea behind the book, and it was a good book, but the idea behind the book was basically, hey, there's those that hit that number, hit that, and some that don't. And until you get there, you haven't really achieved there. You can't do anything else until you get to that point. And that was, and so I put that self, self, I put that up for me as a milestone. And the book went on to say, you know, basically you have to work hard. There's several things. There's a reason that people make six figures and, and that don't. It's not a knock on either one. It's just, what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to do in order to get to that point? And so, you know, for me, it was, I put up milestones in my life of things I have to achieve in order to, to be who it is I wanted to be. So my mindset was all about just getting up every day and plugging and, and being singular focused on what was next. And so, you know, there were, it took um, a lot of life circumstances to knock me off of some of those things. And it wasn't, a, it wasn't a matter of not hitting the milestones. It was what I learned getting there. And so if, if I were to tell 25 year old Tim, you know, what is it that I want you to learn? And it's the old idea. It's, it's not, you know, it's not the destination, it's the journey. You know, what we learn in life, the things that are most valuable to us are the things we learn along the way to that milestone. The milestone is not the achievement. It's what you learn getting to that milestone. Those are the nuggets. That's the stuff that, you know, those 80-year-old guys look back and say, hey, here's some things you don't know yet, but you're going to figure out. Um, Once again, on the podcast, we talk the difference between education and wisdom. You know, that wisdom Mm -hmm. comes in that journey. It's all the things we learn along the way that, man, we get knocked off our horse. Um, We find a different horse and learn how to ride it. Uh, we learn a new skill, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, that's, that's to me, when I look back, that's the number one for me is, mm. is, you know, the valuable things in life, the things I hold most near and dear to my heart. Some of my greatest achievements are not those milestones. It's what I learned trying to get to them. And the journey. I like that. And, you know, that, that book, and maybe we can put that book in the show notes because there's a lot of our listeners and viewers now, I'm sure that are like, you know, make a hundred thousand dollars. That's really not, you know, I'm, I make more than that now, but like, it's one of those things that you have to put in context. Cause I crunch the numbers. And when you go back to when Tim read that book, here we go. I think it's we worth 47.625 million, I think now. So yeah, think when so. you put it in context over inflation and time yeah. and things like that, it, it's a, it's a significant book. So, you know, it's probably worth, <laughs> worth reading for, for those people. Oh yeah. Um, if you, you can get it transitioned out of hieroglyphs. Um, but, but anyway, so moving back to the topic at hand, <laughs> Um, thanks. Thanks, Deb. <laughs> By the way, you know, we have this gas problem right now. Gas being really expensive. So if you're listening to this in the future and looking back, this is the era where Ukraine has been, you know, yeah. uh, attacked by Russia. So this is the time timeline of kind of where we are. And so, you know, when I was thinking this process, gas was an issue, 
because we were all foot pedal like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, you're just worried about... And once you got it rolling, it was great. It was more like, how are you going to chisel that right. stone into a circle right. for a wheel? Right. Yeah, I, I, once I, again, I totally get it. Truly a milestone. A absolutely. <laughs> so we digress. Oh, I digress. <laughs> you started it. You know, it, it's one of those things where the, the, the power of reflection, and we talk about this a lot in a business context, Tim, is that... Um, you know, reflection is is needed in order to be able to project ahead. Mm -hmm. um, but I think this is one of those instances where it doesn't always translate well from the personal to the professional side. And, and I do think the reflection is wildly important. But in business, we look back to try to find lessons learned and we hang on to those things. We try to apply them to the future. And I think we we attempt to do that personally as well. But a pitfall, and I know this is something that that I do, um, is that I, I tend to hang on to things, right? And I, I hang on to a feeling. I hang on to an emotion. I hang on to something that when I then get two or three years down the road, it's it's cringeworthy that that was the takeaway from it. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that one of the lessons that that I think that I've learned is, is that to let that kind of stuff go, yeah. right? nobody ever wishes at the end of their lives that they, that they would have held onto a grudge longer mm. or that they would have been mad about, you know, their spouse folding the towels the wrong way. You know, they, they it's, it's never that stuff that you wish it, that you would hung on to. What you wish you would have hung on to was how somebody made you feel in a good way. Right. right. But, and so I, I think there's so much value to learning. And I think we're going to get to this later on, on the, on the perspective of feelings and the, and the perspective of emotions. But you, you have to learn to let stuff go because over a multitude of interactions, you learn to look for something that confirms the way that you want to feel about it. Right. And so learn early, learn often to let that small stuff go and look for the stuff that's good and, you know, look on and focus forward rather than on constantly trying to look in the rearview mirror, confirming why it is that you feel the way that you feel. Yeah, I agree. You know, it, it's almost like it, it made me think of an analogy as, you know, you take, you take a riverboat captain and he, he or she is on a river, right? And you, and if you were to say, I want to be a riverboat captain. And so you simply only watch what they do. So they're going up, they're going up the river and they need to, to pull over and dock to get more stuff on the riverboat or whatever. And you watch them, you watch their hands and you watch the wheel and you watch where they look. And you look at that and go, oh, if, if I just learn the method of how they did that, then I could be a riverboat captain. But the reality is the riverboat captain is thinking about not just getting the thing over to the side of the, it's what are the winds that day? Mm -hmm. What is the river doing that day? Um, what's the tide doing that day? What is, you know, all the things, am I close to, is the tide affecting me because I'm close to the sea? You know, all those things that that person learned over years and years of being under another, either under another riverboat captain or doing it themselves, you know, you don't really understand what it is. So it's all the stuff that's going on underneath. It's like flying an airplane. Mm -hmm. It's all the things that are going on around you that you'd have to get the feel for that. It just takes going through it, you know, and, and reflections the same way is, you know, it, it, if we look back and go, wow, I, you know, professionally, I won't ever make that decision again. Well, you know, was it the decision or was it the way you went about making the decision? Mm -hmm. Right. Was it the, was it the, the decision I made or was it the emotion behind it? I'm not ever going to make that decision again. You know, maybe we tap the brakes, say I'm never going to make that decision emotionally again, or I'm not going to allow myself to, to make that decision 
feeling this way, right? So, you know, reflection is, is really looking back at our past and looking back at what took place. And it can be reflection of a week ago or it can be reflection of 20 years ago. But really stopping and looking at what's behind it. You know, not just what was the outcome, but what was behind that outcome that led to this decision, good or bad. So, it, you know, it goes back to, it's, it's just like you said about grudges. Right. You know, God, grudges are, it's all emotional, right? Somebody did something to us. We feel like we were wrong, dissed, whatever, and we get defensive. And we hold a grudge because that person did something to me that I didn't deserve. And so we hold on to that feeling. Yep. And that feeling is, man, it's just got little poiky needles all over it, right? And when we think about it, it just, we feel it again. And we feel it again and we feel it again. And, you know, until we can let that go, we can't ever really make good decisions about what's best for me or my family or my situation or my organization or my children or whatever, because that thing is always sitting back there with little needles poking at us Mm. because we don't want to go that way because it hurts. right? Right. So we steer so far away from it that we never really used good decision making because we had this emotion hanging out there that just clouds everything that we're, that we're doing. And that's, you know, and that goes back to some people have traumatic things in their life. And, and, you know, that, that trauma until it's addressed until, you know, it's, it's, it's never really solved until it's really labeled that, you know, it literally can drive the rest of someone's life, mm-hmm. good or bad. Right. You know, and maybe it's the difference between reflecting and dwelling is what we're talking about. Like, That's probably good. You know, are, are, are you dwelling on your feelings or dwelling on why it is that, that, that you feel the way that you do, or are you just figuring out how to try to get better? And, and I think it's, it's what you want to do with those emotions mm-hmm. that I think determine whether you're dwelling on something yeah. or, or reflecting on it. I never thought about this. You just said that, but dwelling, when we dwell on things, that's never a good emotion. Mm-mm. It's like a toilet bowl. It just, it it just swirls. When yeah. you think of dwelling on something, you think of, well, we're thinking about it. Well, dwelling is typically we're holding on to something that can be is typically negative. Right. So I've never I really thought about that. I think reflecting is to help propel forward and dwelling keeps you locked in Ooh, the I way like that, that you felt in that yeah, moment. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think there's also <clears throat> sorry power behind the ability to, to reflect in the short term because – you know, I think one of the things that we fall into is we try to reflect on our 25 year old self actions as a 40 year old. Right. And thankfully we're unencumbered by that, by a 40 year old's (laughs) wisdom when we're 25 or we'd be really boring to party with. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. But yeah, yeah, you you have to be able to view it in that lens and, and reflect like, how do I become a better 25 year old? And then you can work on how to become a better 30 year old and eventually a better 40 year old by the power and the ability to reflect on, what it means to be successful within the context of your age and situation. Yeah. Um, you know, a good, a good example of, of that dwelling thing is, you know, we all have cringeworthy moments, right? And there's probably still things that you've done or I've done that we think back in those moments and we, we, we forget about them, but they come up every now and then for some reason, not since last night. <laughs> <laughs> and we think back and, and literally you just like, there's times that I think about things and I literally cringe. Like I, I close my eyes and I go, oh, like I get a, I get a sick feeling in my stomach. And I'll give you an example that's fair enough and easy enough for podcast and YouTube. Sure. Right. So when I was 17 years old, 
me and a friend, um, we were down in Tyler, Texas, which is about an hour and 15 minutes from where I lived. And um, we thought Mustangs were really cool. And so uh, Ford had just come out with this one special edition Mustang. And I can remember it was a convertible and it was white and it had these red kind of stripes on the bottom and it was a 350 and I just thought it was so cool. And so we're like, we'd love to go see one of those. So we pull up to where it looks like they've got, you know, a, a dealership and they've got Fords in the front. And so we walk in and, you know, I'm a little intimidated. You know, I can't really buy a car, but I, when I act like I'm kind of a big shot. And so, uh, I'll, you know, sales guy comes up, goes, hey, can I help you guys? So, yeah, I want to see a must, one of your Mustangs. And he's like, well, I, you know, I can show you. What was the, what was it? The, the, it wasn't the Mustang, but it was the Mercury Capri. He goes, okay. I can show you Capri. I have a Capri here. And I'm like, no, I, I want to see a Mustang. He goes, well, I have Capris on the floor and I can show you a Capri. I looked at him and I said, listen, dude, quit trying to give me a hard time. I said, I want, I'm, I came in here to look at the Mustangs. And he grabbed me by the arm and he walked me out the front door and he pointed to the sign up there and he goes, that says Mercury. We don't sell Fords here. We sell Mercury Capris. It's like a Mustang, but it's not the same thing. And I can remember looking back at him and just being beyond embarrassed. Like I tried to poke out my chest and I can remember going back to the car and just like the rest of the day, man, I was the most humble cat you'd ever met. But I still to this day think back to that moment. I'm like, oh, what an idiot. Mm -hmm. I'm a total idiot. And you know, I still make dumb mistakes. I still stick my chest out and say things and we've all done that. Right. But my, I remember that day going, I'm never going to be brash like that. I'm never going to assume things like that. Now the reality is I have, but maybe I've done it a little bit less. And I bet you know the difference between a Ford Mustang and a, and a Mercury Capri, don't you? Yeah. One of them been made anymore, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's the, it's the hatch. It was the hatch. Was oh yeah. man. Yeah. And, and honestly, that, that's a, that's a pretty tame story for, for I, the stuff that we've done throughout our lives that, that are cringe things we dwell on. Right. Right. You know, but, but again, the difference between, I think you, you do look back and dwell on that type of emotion because it's super cringeworthy, mm-hmm. but you also learn something in that moment and no not doubt. to be, you know, not to be that brash. And, and the reflection is, and the reflection is what did I learn from it? And the older I get, the more I see it that, you know, when I was younger, it's like, dude, don't be an idiot and look at the sign before you go in. Right. That was my takeaway. Yeah. Right. And now I look back and go, man, just don't be a jerk. You know, don't be a jerk to people because it just makes you look bad and you see other people and you go, yeah, that was me at that dealership that day. And so, you know, we, we learn from it as we get older, the more we understand what's behind it and the, and the motion behind it and the mindset behind it and the what's in your heart behind it. And you learn, don't treat people like that. Well, and I, I learned a saying a long time ago that the toes you step on today are often often connected to the butt you have to kiss tomorrow. <laughs> That's true. And so, you know, there, there's another another good and lesson. We, and we had no idea in marriage just what that meant. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah like, yeah, no kidding. So anyway, I think it's a good place to, to wrap this thing up. I think we're probably getting up against the time. Yeah. So reflection. So um, I think the takeaway for me is, you know, it, it's good to reflect. And as you get older, um, it's really good to reflect. And when someone comes to you, especially if you're a mentor, a parent, um, a friend, and someone comes to you with something that they're dealing with, you know, before you really answer that, reflect back and don't just give an answer, but really think back to, I can remember when I was in their shoes 
and what was I thinking and how do I need to help them right now? And it's probably not just to give an answer, but it's probably like your brother did. Yeah. It's to say, you know, I have a question for you. What would, you know, 80 year old Davin think about that? And it sets, it, it sets a mindset so that for you at that point in time, you knew the answer. When he said that, you knew the answer. Yeah. Re- reflect where you were to meet them where they are kind of thing. Yeah. Thank you. That's Instead a good way to put it. Instead of giving, you know, yeah. sage wisdom or sage advice from, from your high horse, which again, I'm so, so good at that. We all are. <laughs> and by the way, well done for uh, saying in one sentence what it took me, you know, three paragraphs to say. So that's, that's uh, in, in a nutshell. That, that would be that's, our relationship. That's our relationship. That's our relationship. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, all right, good stuff, man. Hey, for our listeners, for our viewers, um, you know, reach out to us as always on social media. Uh, we're on we're on YouTube now. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're we are everywhere. We are Smash everywhere. that like and subscribe button. Smash it and uh, and and give us that feedback. And we're also send us an email. I'm going to get this one right today. Here it is go. info at bobbleheadpodcast dot com. Oh, you were close. And, and you were so close. <laughs> am I wrong? It's hello. Adam. Oh dang it! It's, okay, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm going to have it typed out and put it on the wall up here. Just put it on the green paper monster. Uh, you need something you can look and, at. And the reason that it's important for you to know that email is so you can send him an email there just so you can get the name of the book. Yeah. So you can learn how to make $100,000 then right. or $46.25 million today. <laughs> Adjusted for inflation. <laughs> Adjusted for inflation. <laughs> Thanks, Davin. You're a great friend. All right. Until next time, buddy. All right. Bye.